Hey, it's me, Gary. Previously on the Adventure Zone graduation, after finding out that the avatars of Order and Chaos have been working together to bathe all of Nua in blood and terror, the Thundermen sprang into action. They've teamed up with their then-enemy, now-frenemy, the Demon Prince Grey, to take down the Heroic Oversight Guild from the inside. Their hope is that this will create enough lowercase c chaos to avoid the need for war. Lucky for them, they've recruited a couple of competent adults in the form of Althea Song and the Demon Prince's mole, Terran. Now it's time to get down to some serious scheming. Friends, we need to begin today's episode with a somber message from Clint McElroy. Just warning you about some of the content you may hear today. Clint, please go ahead. Thank you. And again, congratulations on your bravery. Uh, If at some point I'm all of a sudden kind of quiet, it's because I have uh, debilitating (laughs) kidney stones. Uh huh. Yeah. You laugh like that's not true. I only passed along the two of my sons and not the third one, not the first one. And yes. so if I have to vanish, it means I'm going to painfully urinate. Um, and just to sort of, I know you're probably wondering, this is a D&D actual play podcast. Yeah, he did jam a couple D20s up there. Um, <laughs> God, it feels like it. <laughs> you know, here's a, if, if I'm being honest, I'd rather have a D20 than a, a D4. What's the oh worst? What's the worst? <laughs> What's the worst night of getting your your D four uh, the little pyramid D4, one D four a pyramid, oh, the pyramid one the absolutely pyramid mm, that thing's like awful. a cow trap up in there man thanks for putting that in my mind if during the final battle though dad was like okay this is it and he stands up and pees on his desk and the dice comes out and it's a natural twenty <laughs> yeah I think we would win an Oscar for that that's good podcasting yeah. yeah. Um, let's first and foremost before we begin anything else you boys have all leveled up. A lot yeah. has happened in the last couple of episodes, and you've had some battle experience, some life experience, and some love experience. Uh, so let's Did level we have up. love. Ex- what was our love experience? You learned to love yourself. It was in okay. a spinoff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've been doing a web comic, uh, like on the side to kind of fill in the world. Yeah, you got to follow the ARG to yeah. get all of it. Yeah. Let's start with a uh, Griffin there with with Griffin and uh, Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt, Knight in Absentia of the Realm of Goodcastle. Yeah, I just did. I got more barbarian juice because I, it seemed right. My magic isn't behaving correctly, um, and so I just got I just got some more barbarian juice. It's really nothing very exciting. I can attack twice now. Uh, which you is say cool. that, man. I did some pretty creative stuff with attacking multiple times, Griffin. Yep, that's true. Yep. That's true. That was when you were in the streets, Travis. You don't remember what it's like in the streets anymore. That's true. Now I'm in the sheets. So you're, you're, you're no, you're a fucking desk jockey. That's <laughs> Just, what I'm that's saying. Character you... sheets. Yeah. Character sheets. Oh, got it. That's okay. fine. 
Uh, what what about you, uh, Fearbulk, Master Fearbulk? Uh, just some good news spells. I have um, not like a big deal. I have Nature Ward, which kind of protects me from I think poison and disease. Hmm. Um, so don't in case you had a big poison themed adventure <laughs> planned, don't even trip with that. And I got I picked up some new spells that I think will make um the adventure you've planned fun and uh uh, uh organic. Okay. Uh, that's a terrifying thing to hear. Okay, what about you, Argonaut Keen? Uh, Argo added, got to add two ability points. He could either add them to one ability or one to two different abilities. So he added uh, to his um, uh, constitution, because he's mm. tired of getting his ass kicked Good. on a regular basis. And just to see how high he can get, he added another point to dexterity. You monster. Wait, did it go above 20? No. no. Uh, And the other thing, the other thing I got is uh, this, you talk about exciting, reliable talent. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I have a reliable talent. Whenever you make an ability check, I feel like you're being sarcastic right here, but I guarantee no, I'm you, not. The majority not- of our listeners would kill for any talent that was reliable. Why? why <laughs> yeah, but why not call it awesome, cool talent? But because reliable. That, that, I have awesome, cool talents, and sometimes they don't They're work. Just not reliable. Yeah, I want well, to remember that make- every time I open my mouth, <laughs> I'm hitting that note. You know. Well, whenever I make an ability check that lets me add our, my proficiency bonus. I can treat a D20 roll of nine or lower as a 10. There you go. So I never drop below 10. Wow. That's, that's reliable. That's fucking wild. That's so that why is- not? So why not the fucking wild talent? Yeah. <laughs> because that sounds, that sounds the unreliable. Wild boy. Wild boy of rolling. <laughs> if somebody said, hey, do you want to have, who do you want to have drive you to the airport? Fucking wild John. You'd yeah. be like, no, give me reliable no. pill. Uh-huh. Also, if you were ever like, oh, I rolled an eight on my perception check, and then you're like, but it gets bumped up to a 10, none of us would be like, fucking wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's reliable as That's hell. That's reliable as hell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you think about any time you've ever rolled a 10, no one has ever been like, Fucking wild, dude. How'd you do it? That's the median, baby. The chat went crazy. (laughs) After a fairly exhausting 24-hour period, uh, you returned back to Althea's uh, humble but uh, nice apartment. It's a one-bedroom but with a spacious living room, uh, which is where the three of you are sleeping this evening. She made you, you know, a filling but not fancy dinner, mostly out of boxes and, and containers. Uh, nothing, nothing uh, Wait, homemade. Like, like microwave? Like well, fantasy, fantasy or cardboard? Man? Like yeah. cardboard? No, food? she didn't make it out of boxes. The ingredients were in boxes. I'm saying this wasn't fresh stuff. She didn't, okay. and she didn't order it. You know what I mean? She made you basically like fancy macaroni and cheese. You know? Okay. Uh, and she uh, had maybe one drink too many. It's been a pretty stressful day for her, too. Uh, and she is headed to bed pretty early, leaving cool. the three of you uh, to camp out here in her living room uh, with a brief moment before, you know, having to get a good night's rest and get down to business tomorrow. I'm just I'm just as, as like stealthfully as possible 
just trying to find more pillows. Because I don't know how many she gave the three of us sharing her living room floor, but I can guarantee you it was not enough. I'm project me, Griffin, am projecting onto Fitzroy, but there's no way I have enough pillows. There's right definitely now. not enough pillows. There's never enough pillows. Okay. Well, I'll, I'm, I'm going to grab what I can, maybe some coats from the coat closet that I can bundle up inside a garbage bag. You have to get resourceful when you have special needs for your for your sleep habits. So you have imbued this character from your life, <laughs> this characteristic from your life into your character. Does that help them be relatable to you? Yeah, it's the only thing. To make them a pillow pervert, just like their dad. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not strong to do magic, but I do need pillows. So, um, that is the one thing I will not miss about you not visiting this year. Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't have to open up every closet and be like, "There's got to be more pillows for Griffin in here somewhere." <laughs> Jesus, he's got hey. four between the legs, two under the head, and he can feel that one dried pee underneath the mattress. Yeah. Um. Okay. So just so I'm clear. Um, because we did fast forward a bit. Is this like night before the 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 big heist territory? So this is, we... to, tomorrow, you guys are doing some big planning. So there's some information that you guys know that I've sent you, and one of right. the big pieces of information is Althea has told you that in two days there's some like big announcement event thing at right. Hog HQ that uh, everyone is encouraged to attend. So you're thinking during that is going to okay. be your best chance. Uh, and so tomorrow you're doing all the recon you can. Okay. Uh, Gary. Hello. There's, uh, there's no Gary. Unless you want to use pocket Gary. There's no Gary in Althea's apartment. Oh. Ooh. Are we out of cell- signal range for pocket Gary? Uh, no. He, it's magic, Griffin. Um, okay, I, fine. I, I don't right. feel the need to quantify. Like, there's, I, I guess there's like Gary cell towers around that it right, can ping sure. off of. Gary five G giving people Gary right. COVID. Yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> who there's, has the Who has the pocket Gary? It's it's a communal. I don't. Let's say I have it. And you okay, can pocket you can, Gary. Yeah, how can I help you? What do you need? Um, d- did I have any mail? Is, have I had any messages? Whoa, paper's coming out of my pants. <laughs> it is a tiny little letter. Basically, think of it like he's a printer, right? He's just printing right. you off a Like a Game Boy letter. camera printer. Exactly like a Game Boy camera printer, Griffin. Yes, thank you. So what's it say? Uh, the letter uh, is is addressed to you, Argonaut Keen, uh, in, in uh, Barb's sharp but very legible hand. Uh, and it says, Dear Argonaut, well... I was uh, pretty surprised to get your letter and, frankly, flattered. Uh, So I guess my answer uh, first uh, regarding asking me out on a date, um, not my usual type, a little bit younger than I usually go, but sure. You seem like you'd be fun. Why the hell not? Let's do it. You can take me to dinner. Your treat. As far as the roast thing goes, I've never catered before. Uh, I don't really know. It's not really my thing. I'm, I'm more of... A, a, you know, a bartender than I am a cook, but we could probably figure something out if I'm your best bet. Uh, so I need a little direction on that. As far as the, 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 the making jokes at Althea's expense thing, I mean, even if it's good natured, I gotta strongly, strongly advise against it. She's been through quite a bit. I, I don't know that I'm comfortable telling you her story, but 
you should ask her. It's pretty painful, and her past after school, it got real rough for her. Uh, but if you want to throw a party in her honor otherwise, I am totally there. Signed, Bloodhawk Barb. So. <laughs> it seems fruitful. So. <laughs> Argo's continual use of mail to try to get information. Listen, Still one of these, fails miserably. One of these days you're going to hit the gold mine. Hey, just real quick. You didn't ask my mom out on a date, did you? Uh, but Well, to be honest with you, I don't even remember asking Barb out on a date, so I can't in- unequivocally say no. Hey, mm. you definitely did. You, Yeah, I remember there being <sighs> some vibes. You wicked did. Oh, well, son. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds weird calling you son. Um, don't worry, I won't follow through with it. A da- okay. Wait, are you okay. still talking about a date with Fitzroy's mom? Yeah, this is getting this is getting un- uncomfortable. Don't, uh, don't listen. Fine. Dinner, dancing, and that'll be it. Bloodhawk Barb worry. isn't Fitzroy's mom. Well, I know he's well, going to then... go on a date with both women at the same time. Do in you a never sort of watch Flintstones esque <laughs> Fantasy Three's Company? Yeah. Um, okay, that was great. So tomorrow we're going to like get, you know get maps and do all the fun stuff, steal keys, whatever. Um, but I think there's a question that we might want to ask ourselves before we even begin our little, um, flirtation with, with felonies. Uh, and that is, if we do manage to get ourselves all the way into the archives, how does one responsibly sort of obliterate, like, half a building? What's the ethical way of doing of doing that? And the mechanical way of doing that? I can make a fire, but something tells me they'll have, you know, sprinklers. Hmm. You mean um, how to do a bomb? That's that's the B word actually will get us demonetized. So let's uh avoid avoid that one, but yes, something along the lines of a Something along those lines. But a bomb that also doesn't like get too rowdy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't know anything a about A nice, this. safe bomb. <laughs> yeah, very. A controlled bomb, like they do on fantasy Mythbusters. Mm. No. Okay. This is far from my area of expertise. But if it helps, I do not know how to do a dangerous bomb either. Okay. <laughs> This does not help. I realize now it is a great shame. How much paper are we talking? Are we talking paper even? Do we even know? Oh, that's a good point. What if it's like rocks? Oh, or sometimes it's a a hologram. Yeah. I mean, I feel pretty confidently I could zap me up a hologram. That That is honestly best case scenario for me. Um, Table talking is our plan. Is our hope to destroy enough records that the sustainability of the organization is collapses in on itself? Not knowing, in a bureaucratic standpoint, not from a structural standpoint, right? So, I well, let me tell you about how the paperwork system works, right? Because this is another piece of information. That wait, hold on, Trav. Can you give that clean? Because I feel like for our Peabody Award. This is probably going to be the clip. Yeah. Yeah. This is how the paperwork system works in (laughs) this world. 
Uh, so uh, contracts are written up by admin, which is located on the second floor of the HOG. And then they are go to the shipping uh, and receiving department by a mail person. There, they go out to the appropriate party to be signed. And after that, they come back through shipping and receiving to caseworkers, which are located on the third floor, who are assigned to the contract. From there, they're taken by a different set of internal mail workers to processing, which is located below grounds in records one. In processing, there is one last check of all details and contracts are sorted to their appropriate departments. They are then set to the appropriate departments of payroll, which is in records two. There, the pertinent details relating to pay, frequency, currency, etc. are recorded. Finally, the full contract is then stored in archives on record three for reference if needed. I tell you all of this to make it clear that this is a lengthy process, right? Right. And this tech, this normally doesn't create much of a problem because it's kind of, uh, you know, it, it there's a flow to it where these contracts are kind of trickling out and in as they go. If all of this had to be reset at once, you are looking at probably six to ten weeks of this trying to get this back in the system. And some of these contracts were established decades ago. So if they had to be renegotiated now, it's a whole nother thing as heroes have gotten more famous, as there's been more money in the trade, as you know kingdoms have gotten poorer, all of that, it would be a huge mess. Um, and, and so that is why they keep them so secure because it is not just like, okay, well, how much do we owe you? Right, it would right. become a huge new negotiation. Cool. Um, it sounds almost like they devised that process to stop people from getting into the archives and destroying it. Which yeah, seems, it almost sounds like that, doesn't it? It seems inconvenient for us specifically. Um, so yes, the idea is that we're gonna. I, I, uh, do you guys think? And I'm sure this is going to be like bureaucratically like devastating. But do you think when we go back to the giant embodiment of chaos and order, we can be like, we burned up some paper. Now, <laughs> can you not do a war? Like, do you think that that's going to be enough for them? I think it's a good first step. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we wanted to. I mean, we said that uh, that taking down Hog was only one part of 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 the process, didn't we? Yeah, I was just kind of hoping it would be satisfactory. I don't think it will. I think we're going to need to screw up some other stuff, too. Cool, cool, cool. Great, great, great. So, Firbolg, you know, l- l- let me get this straight. Fitz, you don't have magic anymore, right? I kind of do. Sometimes. Like, kind of? Well, okay. Uh, we can we can deal with this, I guess, in the planning session when we you know get together and come up with our ingenious plot. I mean, there's like at any point, like a 50-50 chance that I could make like a fireball, which is better than most people. It's, high, it's a higher chance than most people this could do true. to conjure a fireball. So, you know, you, you got to look at the silver lining. I, I think I am scared. Hmm. This is, uh, even if this works i if we succeed hmm, the future cannot be known i had grown used to knowing what tomorrow is class and trying not to get killed by an evil guy 
did more class and the sleeping and berries. I like that routine. I'm realizing now we will not go back to this, even if we are not mm, arrested or killed. Well, I'm not going to lie to you, bud. I think that uh, you're right. This is going to change everything. But it I was almost going to say it doesn't mean things will get worse. They're going to get better because probably they're going to get worse. No, it's our whole job to make things kind of worse. Yeah, This is the not knowing. Mm. Yeah, You can't say we if we know is not chaos. Well, there are some things we know. I mean, we'll have each other. The three yeah. of us. Sure. We got, Unless we are summarily killed or arrested. Well, yeah, but then if we're killed, we don't worry about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> some are killed, some are not. You don't know. That would Very be strong and tough. That <laughs> would be, yeah, they go all up. Well, let's just make a death pact. If one of us goes, <laughs> we all three go. Death pact. This is what I was getting to. I did not want to be the first to say. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, pack. so death I pack. will sleep soundly tonight. Glad I made you feel better. So you all head off to Dreamland. You drift off immediately. There's no anxiety. Dreams of of g- dreams of death. Pass. Yes, the land of Nod. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, you all have received some some maps uh, of what the headquarters looks like, and. and and you can, even though Althea just kind of scratched them out, um, you you wonder why she never pursued a career as a professional artist. Because you're oh, like, these off. are beautiful, you know? Right, yeah. yeah. And we'll post, we'll post Althea's beautiful work on Twitter so everyone can see it. Here's what I will do for you, because I am a kind and benevolent DM. So you received a message from Gray letting you know that he had opened up, like, basically a, a an endless line of credit. Um, at Barnes and Nobles for you, right? So you can order some items that would help you for the heist. And uh, if you want to, I sent you a list of some items to pick. You can pick them now and plan uh, plan the heist around the items you have, or you can do the recon and then pick two items each to use as you see fit after that. I kind of feel like if we have to pick before we plan it'll make us have to commit a bit more mm-hmm. um, if we can switch these out as needed I feel like we could over plan I kind of like the idea that we have to commit before we go into plan okay yeah let's do it I'm I'm kind of envisioning my role in this organization as the face because of my mm-hmm. uh, incredible natural charisma so there's uh, Pietro Shanti's miracle mustache wax which gives me plus a plus four to my charisma um, if used to style a mustache, I guess can I grow a mustache overnight? Well, it's been a couple to. days since you shaved. You have, you have. Damn, it some almost mustache. seems like they made this for Argo, and I'm just kind of <sighs> stepping on it. But um, he produces yeah, I, natural mustache wax. Okay, well I'm gonna go full Wilford Brimley big boy mustache. Okay, um, <laughs> that's my uh, su- summer Hoglin Abernathy. Uh, thank you. Designed that item. I literally. I like the literally just a janitor's uniform. I bet you Yeah, do, I knew Clint you McElroy. would. I knew you would, you son of a bee. That's why I put it on On the there. other hand, on the other hand. That is, by the, the way, uh, literally just a janitor's uniform uh, from Sarah from Vancouver. Thank you, Sarah. 
Yeah. Everybody knows if you're wearing a janitor's uniform, you may go anywhere in question and challenge adds a plus two to stealth rolls and advantage on deception checks. I'm wondering if that, that makes more sense than the, what is the dress for the job you want? Uh, no, you know what? I'll leave that for somebody else because uh, uh, even though I figure that Argo is going to be the main subterfuge unlocking doors and stuff guy, it wouldn't hurt to have somebody else is going to have to infiltrate too, right? Absolutely. Mm. All right. I'll take just a janitor's uniform. Literally okay. just a janitor's uniform. Got it. Okay. Juice. Yeah. I want to clarify something, Trav, actually, before I do this, um, Am I, I feel like because of my race and my culture it, that I am going to be like, it would be like insta fail were I spotted at hog. Is that, do you think that, that does that jive with your understanding? You mean like world? if somebody saw a fear bulk there, they'd be like, exactly. why is a fear bulk there? Right. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. No fear bulks live like I do. There aren't. There, it's not a thing. Yeah, I would say you definitely stick out like a, a sore thumb. I don't think that that would instantly fail you because I think that there are plenty of explanations that Althea and yourself, or like Althea could give for you as to why you are there with her. People know that she has been investigating the case and, you know, she's done reports uh, okay. and stuff. So I, I don't know that it's instant fail, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you would be very recognizable. I am going to... Use the man of many masks. I'm going to get that. Okay, the man of many masks. This nondescript looking sackcloth can be drawn over the head to cast the disguise self spell with no concentration needed for as long as the mask is worn. However, the face it can copy can only be people it has touched within the last 24 hours. And this grants advantage on any disguise related deception checks. Okay. Thank you, Ronald. Thank you, Ronald. Um, I'd like the birthday boomers. It's the a, birthday boomers. It's a small present box wrapped in a colorful paper and bow with a note card on one corner. And when you open it, it sprays out a cloud of chaff confetti capable of scrambling electronics temporarily and interfering with any radio, video, or telephonic communication. I don't know how helpful that'll be. We may get in there and it'll be a purely analog affair. But And that um, is by Eric the Reddish. Thank you, Eric. About, uh, it's giving me snake vibes and I want it. Perfect. I love it. Uh, Clint? Mm. Oh, no. I think the hummingbird. The humming bard. You will see. Oh, the humming bard. A small jeweled hummingbird. When activated, it will fly 40 feet speed in any direction. It cannot pick things up on its own and cannot support more than a pound of additional weight. While flying, it plays a simple melody that sounds exactly like someone humming to themselves. It can follow complex commands such as hover here until someone spots you and then flee or flit from shadow to shadow in the halls. After 30 minutes of flight, it cannot be used for a day. And that is by Ty. Thank you, Ty. Yep, I'll take it. Excellent. Because I don't have a magical crab. Very few people do. And Justin, one more. Here's uh, what we have left, just so we can tell people. Uh, dress for the job you want by Carrie. Uh, a small vial of unsavory salve uh, from Battle Sturge. Uh, let's see. Uh, the earworm from Sky. Re-anchoring stone from Jonathan. And the klepticles from Lauren Michaels. I... Whoa. Um, I'm going to go with the re-anchoring stone. 
Reanchoring stone, a one-time use stone that allows the user to change which way gravity pulls them. The user chooses a different direction to anchor them, say, the right wall, and they can walk on that surface as if it was the ground. The user can change the anchoring surface one additional time while the stone is active with a d20 roll above 10. However, if below 10, gravity resumes as normal. The stone, a small pebble, is activated by sliding it into your boot, will stick to the bottom of foot for non-booted feet. Oh, we're going to get up to some shenanigans with that one. Some shenanigans. And some uh, some canned heat shenanigans. Right. Uh, may I ask a question? These items, are we going to do what we usually do and just get them and then never use them? I can't tell you that, Papa. Only you can okay. tell yourself that. You walk into the atrium of the Heroic Oversight Guild. You've been here before yesterday. You came through. You know the process now. Looking around the first floor, uh, let me give you a little bit more detail as to what you see. Around the first floor, it is an open-air atrium with a small cafe cart where employees and guests can buy food and coffee. In the entryway, there is a large reception desk where everyone has to sign in. You also see, around the floor, magical pools of water that stay in place with no containment and have trees growing in them. On the east side of the atrium, the first floor is also where shipping and receiving is located. Uh, Within that area is also the mailroom. The ramp leading to the lower floors is in the atrium directly outside of shipping and receiving. Standing on the first floor, you can look straight up uh, and see open air to the second floor and third floor. They are uh, walkways and balconies around the outside of the open air uh, pavilion. Um, On the second floor is where all of the admin offices are. They basically take care of the contracts, they take care of paperwork, they take care of the running of the Heroic Oversight Guild. On the third floor is where investigators like Althea Song are. They are the ones that are sent out to settle claims and look into any disputes. You have enforcement, which are the ones who make sure that contracts are followed, that people get paid, that the shows go on. Uh, So if it's found by the investigators that a complaint is valid, enforcement is called in. And you also find caseworkers. Caseworkers are the ones that are assigned to uh, setting up contracts between heroes, villains, hench people, uh, sidekicks, and the kingdoms that they work for. Okay. So are we casing the joint? You, is that that is explicitly what we are doing. Um, All right. And there's a okay. couple things you don't know, just like very clearly that you don't know. Um, one, you need to talk with Taryn. You haven't seen Taryn since coming through the drip and sip uh, the day before. And What I'm was sure her role at the- She works in arch- the archive. Okay, that's that's all we know about. Does she works in the archive? We don't know what she does? Correct. Okay. Um, you also, so with- um, with your snippers plant, that's how you learned about the flow of contracts, seeing how it comes through the mail room and up and down. And you know that there are two sets of mail employees. There are, and just to be clear, M A I L, damn right, homophones. Yeah. Um, so there are internal mail who deliver from office to office, from floor to floor, and there's external mail who collect packages to take out through shipping and receiving. Can I just say I appreciate the amount of excruciating detail you've put into this, assuming that we will leverage it somehow for like a clever 14-step plan when we will almost certainly end up just driving a bulldozer through here. Like I really <laughs> appreciate like the, the – Yeah, off- it's so meaningful. There's thing. a lot of um, you know castle intrigue happening here, and I, I love it. I love it. But we are just pretty much going to smash all in here with a wrecking ball or a dinosaur or some shit. 
So, Absolutely. Uh, okay. There is one more kind of big piece or two big pieces of information, really. Um, you noted the other day that employees do have badges that denote yes. security clearance. The the ranks are determined, the security clearance is determined by a combination of the metal the badge is made out of and uh, the jewel that is fixed inside of it. So gold denotes a, sem- a senior member of the Heroic Oversight Guild. Silver is a member of the Heroic Oversight Guild and copper is a junior member. Uh, if they have an emerald in the badge, they have full access. If they have a sapphire, they have full access to the main floors with escorted access to records. Ruby, full access to main and no access to records. And if it's a diamond, they have first floor access and escorted access to the upper floors, no access to records. What does Althea have? Althea is gold and sapphire, meaning she is a senior member and she has full access to the main levels and can gain access to records if escorted. Records is where we are... Where we need to go. Yes. Correct. Records is what we are destroying. Records is the is the the records the in- is combi- comprised of three floors, processing, okay. and then the next lower floor is payroll, and the lowest floor is archives. Okay, so that's that's the subterranean. Correct. Uh okay. Well that's that's gonna put a real ding in my dinosaur smash through with a wrecking ball plan yeah. if it's yeah. underground. Now the one Maybe more piece mole? of the one Maybe. more piece of information that you do need to know. There is an emergency exit system from the records levels, but it only moves upwards to keep people from being trapped on lower levels in case of emergency. So it can't be used to access down. Okay. But it could potentially be used as an escape route. Okay. Um, should we find um, Taryn first? Just to sort of, it, before we do it, it, that feels not risky to me. So before we get, you know, blow up our spot, maybe we should do the thing that seems fairly, um, you know, not not potentially a huge fuck up in the making. Well, yeah. lucky for you, Taryn is easy to spot. Uh, she is over at the cafe cart here in the open air atrium. Uh, she is buying a pastry and a coffee uh, from a large but handsome ogre uh, who has a badge that says Chef Mike. Chef Mike, hell yeah. So Taryn still doesn't care for us, right? Correct, but she is open to the idea of working with you. Okay. And she's in on what we're, I mean, she's in on us doing this. Correct. Okay. I walk up to the cart. Hi, could I get a huh. uh, soy ha- soy hazelnut latte with no liquid in it, please? Thank you. Uh, just a dry one? Just a, just a dry. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Great, great. Oh, Taryn, I didn't see you Did there. Did you want a scone? Of course I wanted a scone. What you, you know what? I'll take Go, his liquid. Put the liquid back in, actually, if we're doing a scone. That's too much dry. Uh, <laughs> fine. Taryn, how are you? Uh, oh, just, I'm so good. Thank you. So, like, oh, I'm doing so good. How are you? Oh, I've been better. You probably heard about me and Susan, huh? What? Oh, it's sensitive. I don't want to bother Chef Mike about it. Let's walk away to where we can have some privacy because things between me and Susan have gotten really nasty. I'll I'll bring your drinks over. (laughs) Uh, Let me hang here. I'll take care of him. It's on me. I'll hang here. Bring your drinks when they're ready. I've always looked at Taryn as a sort of counselor, and I just need some real help with my thing with Susan. (sighs) 
fine. Yes. And she heads over uh, towards one of the little like cafe tables um, seated between two of the pools of water with trees. Uh, and she waits for you to join her. Impatiently, you would say. She's, you know, she is not, let's be honest, charmed by you quite yet. But give Not it time. yet. Give yeah. it time, baby. Um, I want to, th- this may be sort of paranoid of me, but I, I, I want to know a baseline of how paranoid I should be in here. Uh, can I do a perception or probably be investigation check to see if like, we will we will indeed have privacy at this table or if there are cameras looking at us or if, you know, I don't think we know that yet. Yeah, go ahead. Do that role. Is that investigation or perception? Uh, let's do investigation because you okay. are specifically looking for I something. know what I'm looking for, right. Yeah. Uh, so I got a 16 minus one, 15. Uh, I would say with a 15, you, you think that you have as much privacy as you can. You see um, the equivalent of security cameras, but they're like mechanical eyes. Okay. Um, but they don't seem focused on you. They just seem no magic. Of... E- I'm more concerned about magic ears at this point. No, there doesn't seem you. You can't with a 15. It seems you seem to be in the clear. Okay. Um, I go join her then. So what? 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 Susan, that's that's not real, right? God no. Okay. No. Um. No. There's a whole. Uh... We're on a sort of field trip here today, looking for, you know, weaknesses, cracks in the old armor. Um, for a big, we, you know, about the thing, right? The big yeah. naughty thing we're doing. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're just kind of doing a little bit of pre-pro for uh, the big mish, and just wondering what you might be able to do to help us out with that. Well, what do you, what do you want to know? First, uh. Would you do me a favor? Sure. Will you rub this sack on your face? <laughs> huh. Well, it's a magic. It's a magic sack for. He's um, a magic sack. That's a I little know better. You've probably heard that one before, <laughs> but I assure you. Now this is Travis talking. I do just want to clarify. They just have to touch it. It doesn't have to touch the face. Well, that's fun. I don't have a Travis in the game. Okay, you got it. Um, yeah. Sorry, our, our sorry, our comedy podcast got too funny. Trav, I'll try to rein it in, but <laughs> I just want to make sure that you're not going. No, no, a- no. I get it. No bits and goofs. You want to keep it real. I'll just have her graze graze her hand across it. That's good. She rubs it on her face enthusiastically. Very funny. <laughs> you actually only need to touch it with your hand. Oh, you got me. We're off. Classic book. We're off to a great start. Um. I mean, we know some stuff about how this building works. Ooh, this is a good place to start. Tomorrow, there's supposed to be this big event, some big to-do. What do you know about that? Um, You know, we got kind of a memo about it, saying it was a big kind of uh, surprise announcement thing. There weren't many details to it. Everybody's encouraged to be there. Encouraged? Yeah, I mean- required. It's like six of one, half dozen of the other. You know, like at this point, they can't really require us to go. But if you don't go, your supervisor is like, hey, why? I saw you weren't there. Uh, And so it's a lot easier if you go. Everybody pretty much goes. Okay. Okay. Um, How long is the event going to? I guess you don't know that. I I have no idea. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, how do we get down into the archives and goof it up? I mean, those are the, there are probably many questions leading to that one, but... I mean, the the ramp is over there. Um, You're going to need an access badge because those are scanned. Can we borrow yours? Uh, Then I wouldn't be able to get down there? Can you just go down there and blow it up or something? That would actually be pretty sick. It's not my mission. This is your mission. I'm watched. You need... Okay. (sighs) You need a distraction, and you need to not be noticed, right? Yeah, yeah. If I go down and do it, I will immediately be under suspicion as one of, like, five people who have unfettered access to it, right? What a noble sacrifice, though. Bards will sing tales of your bravery. Of the time I was arrested for life? Well... Mm, what is nobler than to give up one's life to to blow up a bunch of records? Listen, there's only two kinds of people that have access to that area, right? There are employees of the area, like me, and then there are people who work in the internal mail who are trusted to deliver things to records, right? You need to become one of those people, get in there unnoticed, because who the hell pays attention to the mail people? And that's how you get in, okay? Um, is there like a male person locker room that we can go be silly in? Uh, she gestures over towards the shipping and receiving area and says, yeah, they have like, you know, an office in there or something. Okay. I didn't think that that was going to be a, a question that got a yes. So I'm excited right now. Well, where else would they congregate and like share stories about mail delivery? Well, you're right. That was silly of me to think that something like that might not exist. Yeah, come on. Just a room for mail carriers to pal around and tell mail stories. They have to let off steam. Sure, yeah, in their designated mail stories room. Right. Uh, Fearbog. Yes. Could you, uh, this coffee is really hot. Could you come over here and uh, help me with it? You, you... What God. hell could I walk over? What hell could I offer you with your coffee? Ah. Well, I was thinking if if you used uh, that bag around your hand, you could take it from Chef Mike, and uh, and you know that, and then it won't burn you, won't burn me, and you know. Oh, oh, is he over at the counter? Yeah. Oh, uh, am I at the counter? Okay, I'll- Chef Mike, think fast. And I throw my bag to it, my sack to him. <laughs> uh. uh, uh. Okay, hold on. I'm going to do a dex check to see if <laughs> Mike catches it. He doesn't need to catch it. It apparently just needs to touch his body somewhere. Uh Oh, he catches the hell out of it. You throw it, and he starts, like, doing kind of, a, like, a cool routine with it. Uh, and, and he hands it back to you gracefully and says, Oh, reminds me of my days back in the Royal Ballet. That was very good. I wasn't always a chef. Yeah, give us the coffee, please. Do you want to hear my story? Uh, I I cast Ice Knife on Dad's coffee. (laughs) There you go. They should do it. Oh, good job. Thank you. Just to be clear of what that looks like, do you spear it, or is there just a It spears right through, and then the coffee trickles, (laughs) but as it trickles, it freezes. (laughs) There's like an increasing brown icicle. Yeah, we gotta remember the coffee. We, we gotta remember the visual. Great, yeah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> um, all right, I I think that's probably all Taryn can do for us right now. I'm assuming. well. You had questions uh, about how the archive works. 
Um, so if you would like her to explain to yeah, you about I the guess filing good, system. Yeah. Here's your coffees. Here you go. What yeah, happened is... to your cup? Uh, oh, yeah. Been... Oh, that was a very <laughs> cool thing to say. <laughs> Yeah, just so wait until not... we just wait until we blow up this building. <laughs> He's gonna have quite the zinger, I bet. Just just you wait. Ooh, this one's going on a poster. <laughs> um, so like, what's we get into the 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 room with all the records? Um, what's it look like? Are we talking about just like a big pile of paper that we throw a match in and whoo, that's the ball game? Or what, no? What's the okay. <sighs> okay. So down in the archives on the lowest floor, there are twenty eight. Six foot cabinets, right? They're alphabetized with two cabinets remaining for any names or locations that don't fit into the 26 letter alphabet. Okay? Okay. Within each cabinet, there is a pocket dimension. Okay. Sort of like a, like one of those bags of holding kind of things, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Um, and and so that is how we keep all the files there in in that limited space. There's once once you account some of these contracts are like a hundred pages long. There would be billions of pieces of paper or something like that, right? This way we can keep track of them without having to build a warehouse. The problem is that kind of compression, that kind of magic running constantly, it creates uh, for lack of a better word, exhaust. Right? Magical exhaust. And it's not harmful or anything, but, like, it, 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 as it builds up, it can, uh, like, wreak havoc when you try to cast a spell. Right? And, you know, so in order to keep it from, uh, like, interacting with the compression magic, with the, the dimensional thing, uh, what, what we have is kind of an exhaust system uh, of this, like, um, well, basically it's uh, stalactites uh, with this moss on them that like basically feeds on the magical exhaust, right? So that keeps the air clear and it keeps the magic working. Okay. Is it gonna keep us from doing magical stuff in there? No, it, it doesn't stop magic. Okay. It just kind of uh, feeds on the byproduct of when you cast magic. Okay, cool. That, I bet that's some potent moss. Uh, and so uh, Taryn, are they, so you said they're organized alphabetically. Is that um, is there any way to tell which are the most important files, the most important contracts? Do they have you know some kind of system for like a gold star? Or... Well, any way to tell that one file is you know more important or worth more or you know better? I mean, I guess target not. Easily, the only sh like sure way to do it is if you can get into the files, you can see like updated contracts, which usually means uh, that they were renegotiated in some way, which usually denotes some kind of long term thing. Um, that's that's really the clearest indicator. Um, but I mean, we don't normally do like massive searches through them, we know which one we're looking for, and that's how we're able to like summon it. Okay. So 28 pocket dimensions, right? Yep. Cool. All right. Argo. Hmm? Argo. Uh, yes, Fairbog? Your coffee was not too hot. No, it was... It, well, yeah, it was... I thought it was too hot. It Isn't that was a subterfuge. 
Is he going to do that every time? I have discovered your clever rose. This was genius. I thought it did not seem too hot. And I cast a spell on it, but it was not. Oh, no. Fairbox turning into Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, Fearbox. And I didn't want you to be in a position to have to lie because I know you're still new at it. But you did great. You did awesome. Thank you. You're uh, you're, your incredible uh, mendacity served us both very well. I I think that was a compliment. In a sense, yes. After a fashion. And now you have two faces in your uh, data bank, right? For your mask has two faces. The mask. Oh, that's good. Hi, uh, real quick before we get into like the ads and announcements and stuff, I just wanted to say one thank you to everybody who submitted items uh, for heist shopping. Uh, they were all great. I just had to narrow it down so there wasn't too much choice. Uh, also, thank you to everybody who tweeted about the show. Um, I There's going to be lots more uh, NPCs in the next couple episodes, uh, but I have some names this week that I wanted to tell you about. First of all, Chef Mike is named after Mike Haraz, uh, who people probably know as Chef Mike. Holifer is named after Holifer Fogarty. Uh, Kai is named after at Teal Bean Kai. Uh, Bailey Kern is named after three people. Brittany and Nell Bailey, as well as Ann Kern. Uh, Nander is named after Tom Garvey. And Taryn, uh, who I should have mentioned like two episodes ago, is named after at Taryn Maroon. Uh, So thank you to everybody. Like I said, there's going to be more NPCs, so keep uh, tweeting about the show with the hashtag TheZoneCast. And, you know, if I need a name, I'll be pulling from there. Okay, now on to the ads and stuff. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Don't worry. Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with 
reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2 schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Where to? Um, should we split up so as not to attract attention? I mean, as long as neither, none of us pop off and like really give ourselves away. And in this open air scenario, it's very easy to keep track of one another. So yeah, you, sure. you, you'll always be within basically shouting distance of one another. I, I did. Well, I wanted to check out the mail room because it feels like that would be a good like first costume to have the first sort of thing to know about. Um. Yeah, that's kind of where I want to. And you know, as the face, I also think that that is a good, yes, good start for you. And and where exactly are the badges? Uh, well, that would be a good place. Uh, reception would probably be a best place to kind of inquire about that. I believe that's what Argo's going to go check out, and because I think that regardless of, I mean, we're just planning, right? Right. 
gathering resources, um, I think he might like to try to lift a badge or three. Okay. What about you, Fearbog? Oh, geez, man. <laughs> I'm just really outside my comfort zone. Oh, here. absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just kind of hang out in the atrium and try to just get the lay, just try to meet some folks. I don't I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, here's, this seems good. if I may recommend, um, yeah. you know from Althea that there is a, uh, a security force, an internal security force here in the Heroic Oversight Guild, uh, but she does not know like what their uh, routes are, what their patterns are. Uh, so here in the open air atrium, you can pretty much get eyes on everything above ground. Uh, so yeah. that might be a, a a good chance for the fear bulb to do a little recon without having to wander around or lie to anyone. Yeah, that sounds good. I want to do that. Okay, great. Um, so let's start. Uh, and also, I want to p- get people used to the idea. There's a fear. There's a fear bulb here. Let's get all the let's get all the chatter done first. And then just get used to the fact that there's a fear bulk here. Um, do we have the goodies? We have all the goodies, right? We have the things that we ordered. Yes, from you March can. Ha- you can have them to use now. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's start with the reception conversation. So Argo, you uh, approach the reception desk. It's a pretty wide number, um, and you can see like diff- that there are places for many people to kind of work behind it. Uh, but at this early in the morning, um, at- it's still uh, before like main check-in kind of rush. There's only one person uh, working behind the desk. Uh, it is a a human woman uh, with uh, pink hair. Um, greetings. How, oh, how hey. are you today? Your hair is lovely. That's Oh, well, thank you very much. Can I get your name? Do you need to sign in? Oh, no, no. I'm just, I, I, I have read so much about this place. I'm just kind of soaking in the atmosphere. I just, I, I just am so amazed at the attention to detail. I'm so amazed at the, the, the beauty and. Well, thank you so much. I, I do need your name, please. Oh, uh, I guess. Uh, my my name. Oh, my. F- what, what? First or last? Just your full name, please. Uh, okay. Uh, Blofeld. B- uh, Johnson. <laughs> Blofeld Johnson. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Bailey Kern. How can I help you? Fucking Blofeld Hi, Bailey Johnson. I, I just. It's just your. I. I I just am so amazed at this place. How, how long has this place been around? Oh, uh, quite some time now. Uh, the actual building itself is only about 75 years old, but the Heroic Oversight Guild has been around over 200 years. And how long have you worked here? Uh, well, I've only worked here about a decade. Oh, okay. So I, this, it, it's so amazing to me. I, and it's full of surprises. I, I I have looked around. I've seen so many things that surprised me. And, and listen, how long have you had a fear bulb working here? There's a fear bulb here? Oh, yeah, he signed in here yesterday. Uh, he's just a guest, I think. I, I, have you ever seen one? I mean, a fear bulb? No, this is my first. Look at him. Look at look at him. He is an amazing I, creature. I, I mean, prefer he, not to stare. He, creature, sir, he's a person. Well, I know, I know. I mean, I think the important thing we can all agree on is that he's here and it's normal. (laughs) (laughs) It's normal. Listen, we get all types here at the Heroic Oversight Guild. You know, we we get all kinds coming through. 
Also, I, so does he have a badge? Uh, the fear book? No, he's just a guest. The the badges are for employees only. I've heard a lot about those badges. <laughs> that, are, are they really gold? Are they really like gold and silver and stuff? Well, some of them are. I mean, Roll an insight check you, for me. To see how fucking wicked onto you and us and this whole operation? Uh, that's a 17. Plus, minus one, so that's a 16, but I have advantage with the monocle of misdirection. No way you beat that. And that is a nat 20. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, With a nat 20, um, you get insight that she, uh, as soon as you mentioned the batches, uh, she, she got uncomfortable, but it seems like she's mostly uncomfortable hearing you ask about the materials they're made of. Um, and with a net 20, you're able to tell that it is because these are precious metals, right? So this is a thing, even if you're not worried about people trying to steal them for security clearance, it's a very valuable badge to have, right? So as soon as you're like, hey, is this made out of gold and silver? That instantly made her kind of uh, suspicious. Okay. Is she wearing one? Of course she is. Okay. Well, um, thank you for the info. Thank you. Is where where do you get your hair done? Is there? Is oh, that... well, thank. Uh, yeah, I, you know, can I tell you a secret? I, sure. I do it myself. No. Yeah, absolutely. I have been needing a trim. Have you noticed the length? How long my hair? Look how I I've got nobody good. I got no good stylist. Ugh, that's the worst, isn't it? You can't find somebody you trust. Yeah, I, I know. And but I mean, I see what you've done to yours. I, I, you don't have like a a break or anything coming up, do you? I mean, where you could maybe. Are you asking me to cut my hair? I never cut somebody else's hair before. Well, I mean, if you can cut your own hair, you can cut somebody else's hair, right? I mean, I don't know that that necessarily holds true, but uh, you know, I I'm I know we just met. Uh, I mean, I'd be willing to try if you're desperate. Yeah. Oh, I am. I am. I mean, look at this. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I'll tell you what. My replacement comes in in about an hour. Maybe I could, you know, I don't know, just cut off your split ends at that point. Oh, that would be so cool. I would love that. Just to, just to, to trim it up a little bit, you know, maybe thin it out uh, uh, a bit. Thin out a hair. <laughs> See what I did there. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh... Yeah, I think we can probably make that work. Oh, that's excellent. Where should I meet you? Oh, just meet me back here in an hour. Good deal. I realized about halfway through that conversation, I forgot to make Dad uh, do any checks. But then I was like, oh, it's fine. I want to cut some hair. That's fine with me. <laughs> okay, uh, let's hop on over to that mailroom conversation. Uh, I got a mustache on now. Oh, a big ooh, la, la. A big uh, old, and it's like a like a push frame mustache. You said it was like a wolf or brimley. Yeah, no, it goes all the way to the ground. And uh, whoa, that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not quite that long. Uh, and I walk in with just a sort of air of confidence. So I guess just the normal way, and uh, I just walk right into the male like break room. Oh, Strolling. hey there! Can I can I help you there? Yeah, I'm here for the interview. 
Oh, uh, well, I'm the supervisor here. Name's Nander. Uh, I didn't know I had an interview today, do I? Uh, yes, sir. We've, uh, we've spoken on the phone. Well, okay, then. Oh, wait, I gotta pick a different voice. Hold on, I just did that kind of voice. Yeah. Well, hey there. Uh, yeah, I can... I, I, we spoke on the phone? Yeah, t- several times. The name's huh. Buck. The name's Buck. Roll a roll a deception check for me. Buck plus. Johnson. Uh, that is a thirteen plus eight twenty one. Oh, well, I I don't remember talking, but I guess the name's Buck Humpman. Buck Humpman. You know, I guess now that you mention it, the name does sound. Kind of we talked familiar. on the phone, and I'm here for the mail uh, the mail carrier job interview. Um, so, where is that going to take place? Do you have a, a sort of sub break room that we could have a little privacy in, or? Oh well, I, I, everybody's out working now. I I, 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 I can just interview you. I right grab here. a chair. I grab a chair and I fucking like turn it 180 degrees and sit on it the cool way. Oh man, you are you are really. I'm, I'm interviewing it. for this guy's job. Yeah, right? The job you want. Yeah. Uh, I, I okay. I uh, didn't even know we had any positions open. Um, I guess f- f- my first question is what what makes you want to work in the mailroom? I love messages. People talking, bringing it together. That's what it's all about, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, communication, yeah. collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> When lines get crossed, I feel like our hearts get closed off. And that's a big problem in the world today. Hey, Griffin, let me give you this one. When lines get crossed, that crosses the line. Okay, yeah, let me try mm. that. When lines get crossed, that crosses the line in Buck's book. Um, Griffin, do a... Buck's book, chapter seven, <laughs> page 13. It's right there. When lines get crossed, that crosses the line. Uh, do a... Let's see. Like, do a charisma check for me. Just dead charisma. Just straight charisma? Just straight. Wow, it's a thousand bucks the most charismatic character we've That's ever 16 had. 16 plus 420. Uh, he, you see a tear uh, roll down uh, his cheek. And he says, I, I didn't know anybody cared about the mail as much as I did. Oh, I care even more. Don't, don't try me. Okay, what's the biggest package you ever delivered? Uh, did a uh, did an Operation Dumbo drop? <laughs> no, those are legend. Yeah, I did one. And real, it's a real one. An elephant got him on a helicopter and I dropped him out of the plane. And he did. He did live when he hit the ground. A lot of Dumbo drops. They're not as they're not as cautious about the descent phase. Now uh, roll the deception check for me. Really, F for every. Yeah, I well, I didn't make Dad do any, so I got to use him. Ten, up here. ten plus eight, eighteen. Uh, he is blown away. Yeah. Um, where where have you worked before? What kind of experience you got? Uh, I've been sort of a mercenary. When people need messages to get from one place to another, or elephants, as the case may be, I'm uh, I was sort of their guy. But I'll be honest, there's uh, I I miss being part of a uh, a family, and it feels like it feels like I found one. What was your name again? Nander. N- Nander. 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 Nander, it feels like Nander. I've, feels like I found one, Nander. Well, you know, when I came to work today, I didn't even know there were any open positions. But I, you're hired. Yes. When could you start? 
tomorrow. <laughs> he already has. <laughs> Look around you. Uh, yeah. Um, I could start. Uh, let me think about it. Uh, talk. I'll, let me talk to the, the. Let me talk about it. And it, tomorrow seems good, though. <laughs> so okay. where do I get one of those male guy costumes that you're wearing that looks so cool? <laughs> He's a he's an extremely experienced male deliverer that doesn't know <laughs> do you, what the uniform is. Do you mean uniform? <laughs> he always did it rough and rowdy in his old gig. Whatever he rolled out. What of bed kind of in. uniforms have you worn before? Well, you know, it's a lot of uh, jungle camouflage. Oh, but man. I assume that that's not necessary here. Yeah, I've I've delivered some pretty thorny messages. Well, yeah, you can start tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm going to start you off pretty slow, but I'll partner you uh, with one of our most experienced deliverers. Their name is Kai, um, and and they'll hey. show you the ropes. Brock works a Buck works alone. Well, okay. Brock but also Brock is my brother who also works alone. We you never do work need together. to kind of learn. Kai has been here longer than anybody else, and. They can show you the ropes, and you know, I'm, I'm. It sounds to me like you're gonna pick it up pretty fast, Buck Humpman. <laughs> it can't be that though. Now that, that I've, right. now that I, now that I've gotten to know you, Nander, I can tell you that that was a, that was not my real name, and I have to be careful because I've, del- like I said, Nander, I've delivered some packages that ah uh, could get me in some real trouble. But now that I know that you're on the level, I can let you know. This is, this is nom de mail. Mm-hmm. I can tell mm-hmm. you my real name. <laughs> and my real name is Chud. <laughs> Chud. Bobsman. Is it Chud Chud Bobsman? <laughs> Sorry, what? Is it Chud Chud? <laughs> it's so nice Chud-chud. to meet you, Chud. I need to. Clarify that his name is <laughs> Chud Chud Bobsman, please. It's I actually it's been a hard year and I need his name to be Chud Chud Bobsman. It's Chud hyphen Chud Bobsman. <laughs> Just wanted his name to be Chud Chud Bobsman. <laughs> Chud Bobsman, mail carrier for hire. Chud Chud, I think. Big up the I think Chud Chud and Nanda are going to be best friends. Oh, I already feel it. (laughs) Chud and me are best friends. So you get in here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to work with Kai, (laughs) and they'll show you around. Cool beans. Uh, Let's see. So you feel bold. You've posted up here in the cafe. You've been enjoying the scones that everybody ordered but didn't eat. And I don't mean across the entire like atrium. I just mean at your table. I keep I keep going back for scones, and I feel like maybe I have a bit of a relationship with Chef Mike at this point. Does that seem fair? I hope so. If you're gonna be him, you've listened to Chef Mike's uh, life story about his time dancing in the Royal Ballet and how that transitioned yeah. into being a highly paid assassin, and eventually that led into the obvious path of becoming a, a cafe cart worker at the Royal Oversight Guild. Okay, and I want to talk to him. Uh, that, can that be my sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, back again. Have returned. Yep. This is not a proud time, but this gone. I have never had this. I have had 
mainly berries. This cone is um, Mikey. This amazing. Oh, thank you so I much. I require three more scones. Three more. I'm worried about Cranberry. you. I know I have Cran- uh, for you, Cran- Fearbog. You seem like a berry connoisseur. I got some special berries here. They're ogre berries. Those get you high. I have. Whoa, you didn't hear <laughs> that from me. I take ogre berry and also chocolate. Live a little. <laughs> okay. I have a question for you, Mike. Who oh, does everyone have to come here to get their scones? To the cafe? Yeah. I mean, are you asking if I've ever thought about doing scone delivery? I have. Honestly, I have. It's a hard business to get into. A lot of competition. It's a big facility. I thought maybe do sometimes you bring food to people that they're working. Are you asking if I'll bring food to you? No, no, no. Just making a conversation. Uh, I mean, if if it's a special customer, a good tipper. Uh, I'm not above making a scone run. Who's the who's the the best? The best tipper. I thought that maybe if I knew the best, it would help for me. Yeah, that seems a perfectly normal thing to say. <laughs> uh, I would say it's probably probably Holifer, frankly. Holifer's always been good to me. She's great. What is Holifer? Is the name? No. Who who is Holifer? Oh yeah, she's uh one of the guards. She's around here somewhere. She loves her scones almost as much as you do. <laughs> I must talk with her about scones. I mean, she's married. If I this is not a relationship. This is purely scotonical. <laughs> oh, well, she's uh, she's over there. Uh, you can see her. She's right next to the uh, the shipping and receiving there. She uh, she is right there at the top of the ramp down to records. Give me, give me seven more scores. Seven! Keep them coming, big boy. I'm married to... Again. Okay. Uh, he gives you... The scones and they're fresh. They're warm. They're perfect. Mm-hmm. They're perfect. I I put them into my sack. Okay. Wait, your fucking transforming face sack? Are you gonna turn yeah, into baby. scones? Oh boy, sweet now, child, Griffin. I'm gonna don't go be over dumb. Talk- Only oh. his face would turn into a scone. <laughs> You're right. I'm gonna go over and talk to Holliver. Uh, you head over to Holliver. Um, she, uh, you roll an insight check for me. Yeah, I just haven't had to roll this whole time. And the whole notion of rolling kind of slipped through. My, even when I said that wild thing about how it would help to me, you didn't make me roll this. Well, at that so point, I we'd established think. that you and Chef Mike had a rapport. It's a great rapport. Insight is 22. Uh, so she, uh, all appearances are that she is uh, very chill and maybe even kind of dozing in and out. But you notice that as you move, her eyes track you and she seems to be kind of taking everything in all at once. So appearances appear to be deceiving. And actually, she is very on point. 
Hello, excuse me. Yes? I am a friend of Chef Mike, and Chef Mike says he delivers scones to his best customer, and he said you are one of his best customers, so I would, I have brought you a scone. Je- you, Chef Mike, and I open the ba- I open the bag, and extended in front of me. <laughs> you're a you're a fearbog, right? I can't say no. Do you do anything this to these? Is a fear, this is a fearbog joke. Please appreciate. <laughs> you do anything to these scones? Smell. I did take a few free smells. Well, smells are free. Uh, I am hungry. There are seven. Okay. And she takes two. Excellent. Do you recommend any of the scones? I am new here. Like the flavors? Yes. Uh, Don't do the ogre berry. They get weird. Uh, okay, I understand that, but why does the giant pigeon behind you, <laughs> why are they warning me against them as oh, well? And you're having a bad trip. Listen, uh, you need to get some I'm orange slices. Lie down. Yeah, have a little now. Please guard me in your official capacity. <laughs> okay, just lean your head against the cool stone floor here and yes, uh, make sure the pigeon doesn't get you. Please, thank you. If you could just watch my other scones. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on the scones and keep them safe from the pigeon. Just to take it to the scoreboard real quick, Dad is getting a haircut. Uh, Justin had a bad drug trip and had to lay down on the ground, and I got a job at the building we are robbing. (laughs) So one of us is leading on the heist leaderboards. I think considering my inability to lie, I think I navigated the situation masterfully. I mean, he picked up a little bit, I guess, magical DNA. Yeah, you continued your game of bureaucrat Pokemon Go that you've been playing here. (laughs) Um, So let's jump back to that reception desk real quick. Uh, It's time has passed and uh, we see Argonaut waiting uh, for for Bailey Kern to get off work so that she can cut his hair because that's where we're at. And then you hear uh, behind you as you're waiting uh, two voices, uh, Argonaut, uh, and one uh, is speaking a bit of a whisper. Go ahead and make a perception check for me. I swear to God, another nap. Holy shit. Um, So you hear that voice. Plus three. Well, it doesn't. That's 23. It doesn't matter. It's perfect. You got 100%. Uh, And one voice says, Everything is prepared, sir. We're going to make the big announcement tomorrow about your promotion. Uh, Oh, we can't wait. Uh, Everyone's going to be so excited. Uh, This is a long time coming. And the other voice says, yes, it's a little too long coming, if you ask me. And the other, and uh, you recognize the voice. Uh, You recognize it immediately as the first voice says, yes, It'll be such good news for everyone to hear, or or should I say, Admiral. And you turn around and you see, walking up to the reception desk behind you, the Commodore. Commodore.